0: Governor Scott Walker says he's ready for the fight in what promises to be an intense campaign for a third term. He plans to highlight his most far-reaching reforms, including Act 10, the Republican governor's signature law that has saved taxpayers billions of dollars over the past seven years. The governor joined MacGyver News Service last week on the Vicki McKenna Show on News Talk 1130 WISN in Milwaukee and WIBA in Madison to break down his campaign game plan. That interview is this week's MacGyver Report Extra Podcast. Primary time is over. Now it's time for prime time. It's on. Governor Scott Walker joins us on this day after the primary election, and he is ready and stoked for the next several weeks, all the way up to November. Good afternoon, sir. Thank you for joining us.
1: Well, it's great to be with you. We, uh, we are thrilled. We're traveling around the state of Wisconsin. We've been in the uh, Cross, eau claire green bay you name it we're out and about and uh... We're happy to be out spreading the good word about how we're going to keep moving Wisconsin forward.
0: I'll tell you what, if uh, folks were wondering how the next chapter in the 2018 election cycle was going to be, we found out right away, bright and early. I mean, you came out swinging with a hard-hitting uh, ad about uh, your, your opponent, Tony Evers, the Department of Public Instruction secretary, raising some serious questions about uh, the DPI secretary, and I guess the... The sense is you are going to spend the next uh, several weeks defining a guy that a lot of voters don't really know much about.
1: Well, you're right about that. We had people, uh, we had people really in the primaries, opponents didn't talk much about his record tenure at DPI. Certainly, most of the media didn't talk about it. And so we're doing kind of a combination of things. On one hand, I've been traveling the state talking about our new plan to keep Wisconsin working for generations to come. It's up at our website, ScottWalker.com. Talking about moving youth apprenticeships up to seventh uh, grade, doing more to keep our graduates here, and helping the student loan debt. Doing more to make it affordable for our seniors to stay in their homes, and helping working families with child care. At the same time, you're right. The Wisconsin Republican Party is uh, up on the air with an ad, uh, just the facts, as, uh, as they would say, uh, just the facts out there. And that is that uh, Tony Evers, uh, as state superintendent, is supposed to keep our children safe in the schools. And they failed when it came to this issue. The the bottom line was a school district fired a teacher for watching pornography in the classroom and showing it to other teachers, many of whom obviously were offended by that. They terminated him. The courts forced him to come back because it was pre-Act 10. Years later, when he came back, the school district begged and pleaded, along with parents, others, and myself even, for Tony Evers to revoke his license. And uh, he used uh, a fairly bureaucratic excuse saying, the law didn't allow <clears> to <throat> me the law didn't want them to do it to me that's a failure to do your job i i if I was in that position, I would have invoked leadership and said hey i'm I'm going to push this as far as I can. I'm going to make the courts tell me otherwise." And uh, instead, he failed to do his job, and if you failed to do your job, you shouldn't be asking for a promotion.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I covered that story uh, quite a bit back uh, in the day, a few years back. But I understand there are other cases, too, where Tony Evers can't make the case anymore because uh, much has changed. The legislature did uh, put together some laws that would give school districts the opportunity to turn these people loose, to fire them, to get them dangerous people... To- to get these dangerous people out of schools. I don't know what Tony Evers can say about that, why some folks continue to have their licenses even long after they um, they cause these problems in these schools.
1: Well, it's right. You you alluded to it, and having covered it, you know it as well as anybody else out there. It's not only this case, which was pretty egregious, and as I've been touring the state and been touring with our great lieutenant governor, Rebecca Clayfish, and as she aptly pointed out as a mother... It wasn't just the fact that this uh, teacher was watching porn. It was the fact that uh, Tony Evers also knew that in addition to that, this is a guy who is making comments about the bodies of of middle school girls. I mean, that's just, that's creepy. Um, And and yet didn't go as far as he could go uh, forcing the courts to say otherwise and instead used a very bureaucratic answer. There are other cases, in fact, uh, the Republican Party of Wisconsin has reported as well in the past and highlighted the fact. Uh, that there was a surge in uh, revoking these licenses after he uh, announced he was running. Why there was such a, a bottleneck before then is uh, you know, certainly that's something I think the rest of the press should hold him accountable for. And one of the things they pointed out is before he was the superintendent, when he was just a deputy, a bureaucrat, not elected to office, he did sign off on revoking licenses in similar instances. Mm. And I think that kind of begs the question, is it because... The union was backing this teacher because he was part of the union leadership or not. Uh, Those are the sorts of questions I think are legitimate in a race like this to know what kind of a leader would he be like as governor. Would he listen to the people, or would he listen to the union that put him in office?
0: Mm. Excellent questions. Governor Scott Walker joins us. Let's talk about the environment in which you launch your campaign. Obviously, you launched your campaign before, but now you know who you're going to take on. And that is, of course, again, Tony Evers, Democrat superintendent for public instruction. This is a different election. It's a different time. You're going for your third term in office. Uh, So many times in midterms nationally, it's a kind of throw the bums out mentality that uh, captures a lot of uh, the Electorate. Uh, More so now, you have this so called blue wave. I don't think that blue wave is going to materialize in the way that the national left thinks and the Wisconsin left thinks. There's an interesting poll that was out last week that showed in very key eight of them, I think, legislative districts that were swing districts in the 2014-16 election, the 2014 election that helped you to a second term, and then the 2016 election, which uh, turned Wisconsin from a blue state to a red state in presidential politics for the first time in 1984. Those swing voters are still with you. What do you think about the blue wave and what it will take in terms of motivated voters in this election cycle?
1: Well, I think that's a good sign and it's a good message if we get the facts out about the positive things we've done for the people of Wisconsin. And then if we're able to communicate our optimistic vision, what we call Keep Wisconsin Working for Generations to Come. If we can lay out our plans, clearly articulate what we're doing, and then contrast that with, with a, a candidate in Tony Evers who's really willing to embrace policies that would take us back to those days when we had billion-dollar budget deficits and double-digit tax increases, and record job loss when property taxes went up 27% in the decade before uh, we took office, and tuition at the UW went up 118% in the 10 years before our freeze. If people see the difference out there, I think we can win. But I would warn for two things. One, uh, and that is in places like Madison in particular, uh, you're not just talking about running up the score. You're talking about You know 90 to 10 margins Mm -hmm. and so that means even in these swing districts elsewhere we know we have to win over the voters we have to win over a a good percentage of independents to make up for the left the far far left in places like madison which are going to turn out huge numbers they're motivated by anger and by hatred we need to counter that not with more of the same but with our optimistic story our vision for the future and really grassroots organization on the doors on the phones People can sign up at places like ScottWalker.com to help us out. The other thing to remember, particularly to counter uh, with that grassroots army, is the Democrat Governors Association is already up with an ad today. Yeah. Uh, Obama's group, Holder's group, the big government union bosses, the A T L U, billionaires George Soros and Tom Steyer have all targeted us. And in the next few days, watch for the attack ads. They're going to come in mass. We need to counter that with the truth, and that means people signing up to help.
0: Yes, indeed. Well, let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, the candidates that were and now the candidate that is. This was a crowded field, the gang of eight, uh, we like to call them, of the Democratic gubernatorial candidates. I'll ask you this. Perhaps you've been asked this, but I'm just curious. Uh, Are you... Glad you are facing Tony Evers. Uh, are you happy you're facing him? Uh, other than some of some of the others, the Kelda Roy's uh, again far left candidate from Madison, <laughs> Malin Mitchell, another uh, union member, or Matt Flynn and his uh, and his hair. Uh, I mean that's that's a twofer right there. Are, are you are you pleased that you're taking on Tony Evers as opposed to any of the others?
1: Well, I always felt if you paid attention, as you did and others did listening to the forums and debates, each of these candidates, including Tony Evers, staked out positions that were in the far, far, far left of the political spectrum. Mm-hmm. Each of the candidates, including Tony Evers, invoked rhetoric that was filled with anger and hatred, and that was divisive in nature, and uh, that that's something that uh, really, in the end, we felt any of these folks are just as liberal as the other. Any of them are going to be benefited as Tony Evers himself told the press last night, by the national uh, efforts that are going to come in and support him and attack us. Uh, but I do think one of the advantages of Tony Evers running is that uh, amongst all the different false attacks they're going to make on us, going after me on education, we put, we've put we invested more actual dollars into schools than ever before. We've uh, made all sorts of advances in technical education and fab labs and youth apprenticeships and rural Education and $200 more per student uh, this last year, a $204 increase on top of that. And you know, the probably the best thing we did for education uh, was Act 10, which allowed the higher based on merit, pay based on performance. They can put the best in the brightest in the classroom. Tony Evers wants to do that. But the thing I like best about Tony Evers as a candidate is, as I've said all day, when they attack us in education, the best. The best counter to that is Tony Evers himself. That's the words he said on February 6, 2017. It was reported in the Wisconsin State Journal and elsewhere. He called it a pro-kid budget. Talked about how our priorities align uh, with his. It's going to be awfully hard without looking like a political double talk to not, uh, to, to not uh, acknowledge that he called once called it a pro-kid budget and now is claiming otherwise.
0: Don't you love it when your opponent is your biggest advocate? He's going to be our
1: star witness when we make the case for why we're good for education in this state. We just understand, uh, because of Act 10, that when you make historic investments, it's not just about how much you put it, it's where it's spent. And because Mm -hmm. of Act 10, it's spent overwhelmingly in the classroom. He wants to go back to the days when it wasn't, when the the big government union bosses were the ones that dictated the terms. We want to make sure it continues to be in the hands of the hardworking taxpayers. And the people they duly elect to run their schools on the school board?
0: Well, my day job, MacGyver News Service, MacGyver Institute, just reported on this. This is something that hasn't gotten a lot of attention. It should. And these are numbers straight from the Department of Administration. We talk about the billions of dollars in savings that Act 10 created in uh, for our taxpayers across this state. One of those areas where I don't think there's been a lot of attention is how much it saved thanks to what you have been about from the very beginning. Thank Thanks to your work advocating for the free market and free market reforms, introducing those, Act 10 saved $3.2 billion because it opened up competition in the marketplace of uh, school insurance plans. You remember how a Trust controlled that. The unions dominated that. Taxpayers never got a break. They never got a seat at the table. Act 10 changed that.
1: Well, it's exactly right. I remember just in the Appleton School District alone, a mid-sized school district, they saved uh, millions of dollars. That was money that could go right back to the classroom. On top of that, uh it, it's just interesting to see the perspective. Sometimes in Madison, they'd look at those same numbers and say, well, you know, there was more ask of, of uh, school district employees. Well, in most cases, they were, many I should say not most, many of the school districts across the state paid little or nothing. Most of them still pay very, very little when compared uh, to their neighbors and friends and colleagues who work outside of government. And that money that was saved was money that was allowed uh, to pay for things in schools. And so even in that first year, again, you're going to hear the misstatements as though uh, what was done in the first budget uh, somehow was devastating the schools. It wasn't because they were able to use the reforms, bidding out health care, making it other changes asking for reasonable contributions for health care premiums and for insurance far greater than, far better, I should, more generous for employees than, than many employers have in the state. And did all that, and still, in the last few years, because of our reforms, we're able to put more actual dollars into state aid uh, to our schools than ever before. We do believe in education. That's why I am the education governor. I just believe it should go in the classroom to, to generate positive results for our students because they're... They're the ones that are going to help us build the the workforce to win the 21st century.
0: Indeed. I haven't even gotten to Foxconn and how significant that will be in this campaign. We'll save that for another time. Final question for you. I know you've got to run, and that is this. Uh, You have been a reform-minded governor from the very beginning. We just talked about Act 10. You, at the outset of our conversation, talked about some of the items in your agenda. Uh, That includes, uh, based on what I'm hearing, more tax relief for hard-working Wisconsinites. We'll close it out there what do you want to see in terms of tax relief uh in a third term
1: do you know, there's all sorts of ways to do that to help seniors be able to stay to afford in their home we want to help working families particularly for those doing at the cost of kids and child care but we want to do more uh even with students or uh, graduates i should say Or we're recruiting more talent to come into the state from elsewhere we should make absolutely certain every one of our graduate stays in the state and so for example we say if you're a graduate, doesn't matter whether it's a two-year or four-year college or university in this state, you agree to work uh, for up to five years. You can get up to $5,000 in relief uh, in, in through a tax credit uh, for your student loan debt. And uh, we think that's an incredible way to keep our graduates here in the state of Wisconsin and provide tax relief
0: for them. Indeed. Well, I'll tell you what. You're not a Cubs fan like your mother. <laughs> you know, moms can't uh, help everything. But uh, I certainly do uh, appreciate the hard work you've put in, and I know the hard work that uh, will come in the next several weeks all the way up to November. Thanks for joining us on the Vicki McKenna Show today.
1: My pleasure. Great to do with you. Thanks, you Take care.